with us. Thanks for coming today. My name is Sean Epkin, lead pastor here. We're glad you're here. If you're graduating uh, uh, from high school or college, can you raise your hand if you graduated? Come on, stand up just real fast. Let's give these guys a hand. Amen. And um, amen. And uh, what I want to do is uh, you guys do have a free gift afterwards. Go to the bookstore and they have something for you. Probably a million dollars or something like that. I'm not sure, but not, not positive, but most likely not. But anyway, um, but we do want to pray with you because you know what, guys, this is an important time in their lives, either high school or, or college. They need to hear the voice of God. So uh, let's bow our heads. Let's just pray. Let's pray for our, all of our graduates that are here or not here today. And let's just pray for them right now. So, Father, we bless them, Lord. We bless our graduates, and we thank you for them. And, Father, I just call out your blessing, your encouragement, and your will on their life, that they will be able to hear your voice and know what is next for them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Guide them, protect them, and direct them in Jesus' name. If I say amen, amen. God's good. Amen? Amen. We have an exciting announcement today. Um, uh, I didn't make the announcement first service, so if you know anybody in first service, you can tell them this. We have just hired a full-time children's pastor, family pastor. His name is Joe and Ronan Gabbard. Have you got a picture of them, guys? There they are. Amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Amen. This has actually been a long search of ours, and they will be starting next Sunday. I'll actually have them up here on the, on the uh, uh, podium, and then we'll uh, pray for them, lay hands on them. And everything, but you guys are going to absolutely love this couple. They are a blessing, and uh, I've actually personally known them for about five years, and uh, know, we've kind of been friends. And um, the Lord just really put it at where they were able to be our children's pastor. We've been actually looking at them, interviewing them for over six months. So God has been uh, doing good, and this is going to be great. So it's a great, uh, great time for our church, great time for our children to really grow up in the nature of the Lord. And they're going to be so much a help to our families here at Cornerstone to help us uh, raise our kids. How many guys know it's not easy raising kids? Amen? And, um, yeah, because number one, we're not perfect as parents. Isn't that right? And uh, this world is not perfect either. So they're going to help you and help us. Amen? God's good. Hey, did you guys like the, our band? Let's give our worship band a hand today. They um, came all the way down, drove down from Canada, from Medicine Hat. They're part of the Pursuit Internship, and the, uh, the Pursuit uh, uh, Prayer House up there, and, and, right, and right, uh, just has a, just a great uh, CD out there. I encourage you to buy it all up out there on the counter in the foyer. Braden's done a great job and uh, just really ministers well. Um, and uh, they're from Canada, and a couple of them are Blue Jays fans. So I've got, I've got something for them right now. Look at the screen. That's what Americans do to Canadians when they get out of the hand. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> hey, Johnny, why don't you stand up? Why don't you come up here, man? Come up on stage. This is Johnny. He's also a Blue Jays fan. He's from Canada. But this boy is dating my daughter. What? Make sure you say hi to him afterwards, okay? Hey man, let's give my hand. <laughs> yep. Amen. I, well, I don't have a lot of time. They took it most of it. So, um, uh, God's so good, isn't He? Amen. Um, 
I've just gotten back on off of a prayer retreat, and I do uh, two prayer and study retreats a year usually. And um, uh, but before even before the prayer retreat, the Lord's been giving me a couple words, and and uh, just just one of the words is pursue. And it just so happens they're from the pursuit internship and pursuit. Uh, they do pursuit conferences around, and um, just I believe God knew what He was doing when we we uh, had them come down. Um, but the Lord just put this word pursue on my mind, the pursuit of God. And so I'm going to start a series. I'm not going to go into my fully today, but I'll you know, continue it next week. But this word pursuit, just to really to, to pursue after the things of God. And just even what Don had spoke about, and actually what uh, was spoken in the first service, someone had a word about, about in a lot of the same venues, same ways is that the Lord just really wants us to come into a place of really knowing Him more and getting all that He has for us. And so the pursuit of God and the things of God as a believer should be our top priority in our life. You know, the pursuit of God is not about chasing after something and never finding it. It's about pursuing and chasing and getting what all God has for us. That all God, who God is, and all what He has for us to be, and who He has called us to be, and called us to do in this life. And He wants us to have an encounter with Him on a consistent basis, a consistent level. You know, in Luke chapter 24, verse 39, excuse me, verse 49, uh, Jesus comes to His disciples after He's kind of been teaching them, and He says, Behold, I'm, I'm going to send the promise of My Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And so here, the Lord knew what the, the disciples need. And we hear, hear this, you hear the statement, Jesus is enough. And, and I don't want to take away from that statement because of what He is, who He is as part of the Trinity. And, uh, but just being saved is only the beginning of a great adventure. And what God wants to do in us is wants to encounter even His Spirit on a consistent level, on a consistent basis, is encounter the Holy Spirit. And Jesus knew that we need it in order to be like Him. And that's our goal, is to be like Jesus, right? We must have a constant relationship with the Holy Spirit, an encounter with the Holy Spirit, and to be, become all that He's always intended us to be. And we need to be like Him. So we need that encounter of the Holy Spirit in us and through us every, every single day. You see, we don't need to ask for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has already been poured out. He is available to you and I. But it's about us to choose to pursue, to seek, to attain, to engage, to investigate, to explore, and even discuss the things of God. And I believe a lot of people want this. I believe most Christians, they want more of the Lord. In fact, I think that's what we want. We desire that encounter. And this is what I mean. Let me give you a definition of this encounter. This Holy Spirit encounters this. It's an extraordinary divine appointment with God's presence, with God's power that radically revolutionizes our life and refreshes us with strength and sharpened vision. That means every time that I have that, that encounter with the Lord, and it should be every single day, that it's going to refresh me. It's going to empower me. It's going to propel me to do something for Him, to do what He's always called me to do, who He's called me to be. 
And see, that is something that's constant, but we don't get that all the time, do we? Because you know what? You are a spirit. You live in the body, that's your flesh, and you have a mind, that's your, your, your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. And what gets saved when you receive Jesus is your spirit man. That's what becomes perfect. Your flesh doesn't become perfect, does it? Your mind doesn't become perfect, does it? How many guys had a bad thought after you got saved? Just raise your hand, everybody around here. How many just had a bad thought not too long ago? No, don't, don't raise your hand. Thank you for your honesty. Um, but, I mean, that doesn't get saved. And what the whole intent of God is, is when, when he gave his son to us to die on the cross for us, was to be able to empower us so that our flesh and our mind and our will and emotions will never lead us anymore. But our spirit man, the perfect one that's inside of us, will. But a lot of times what happens is, it's not like that, is it? It's, man, my fears rule me. My worries rule me. My flesh and desires for chocolate rule me. Thank you, Jesus. So those things start to rule me. And so in order for us to be like Jesus, now listen, was Jesus led by his flesh? Was he led by worry or fear? Was he tempted? Yes. The Bible says he was. You see that in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? He was tempted to give up. But he didn't. But he wasn't ruled by that. And see, what's happening with us is that we have become more flesh-driven, more mind-driven than spirit-driven. I think that's what God's just saying, man, it's time to change. So I want to be like Jesus. I want to experience him every single day. And I believe most of us, in fact, probably all of us, be honest with you, if we're believers in him, we want that too. But how do we have that? How do we make that change where we can pursue, have that pursuit of God and say, God, you know, I'm, I'm tired of worrying. I'm tired of fearing. I'm tired of fleshing out. I'm tired of my anger. Tired of my pride. Tired of my lust. What do we do? And so this series is about this. And I think the first place we have to start, in fact, I know this is the place we have to start, is to have an encounter with the very Spirit of God. And what happens when we pursue, and this is what I want you to do, is to pursue that encounter with His Spirit. To have that infilling encounter. That means living life full of the Holy Spirit is living an overflow of activity of the Holy Spirit of God. That means it bursts out of you automatically. So let's have that infilling, a greater infilling of the Holy Spirit. And it's promised to us by God. And it's not something that He's withholding from you and I. It's promised to us, and he wants to give it to us. In fact, Psalms 45, verse 1, says this out of the message. says, My heart bursts its banks, spilling beauty and goodness. That's the picture. That you are so full of God that it just bursts out of you, the things of God. That it just comes out of you. That he becomes the dominant expression of, of who God is in our life. 
He becomes that dominant expression. And you know what? When he becomes that dominant expression of who he is, then I tell you what, that's going to make a mark on this world. That's going to make a mark in your family. That's going to challenge people. People are going to be drawn to that. They're not drawn to Sean Apking at all. Just my wife. She thought I was hot, but that was it. (laughs) That people, the only way that people are going to be drawn to me is by Holy Spirit. Is by they seeing Jesus in me. They're seeing the fullness of God come out of me and burst out of me. That really, I have nothing to do with that except that I'm just so full of God. So he becomes that dominant expression. So that verse when Paul says that I've been crucified with Christ, it's no longer I that live, that is Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That means something new to me. That means it's not me any longer, it's him. And I, every single one of us can have that, but it just takes us to pursue it. Jesus says something powerful. Turn to John 7 and look what he says here. John 7, verse 37, he says, On the last day, that great day of the feast, now listen to this, Jesus stood and he cried out. Some version says he shouted. So he gets in in, in around this crowd and he wants them to know. He says, listen! It's something important that's coming. So he says, Jesus stood and he cried out and he said, he says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. He's talking about the water, the spirit of God, the passion, the power, the presence of God. That's what that means. That it will flow out. It's not something that you have to worry about. It's not something that you have to force out. It just comes. You know what the Bible always wanted us to be is the living witness of God. Why was the Holy Spirit poured out? To be his witness. To be his walking witness. Where even I don't even have to really say anything. I just move through and he flows out. So he says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And he, will, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But what he spoke concerning the spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit has not been yet given because Jesus has not yet been glorified. There's three things I want you to understand about thirsting here today. And then we'll stop and we'll continue next week. Three things that's implied in thir- thirsting. He says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. First thing that you got to understand about thirsting is that the water is free what you're thirsting after is free the condition that must be met is that if anyone thirsts that's the condition some people say well i don't know how how to get more of god you just have to be thirsty for him. and the thing about it is you are if you are a believer in here there's something inside of you that's wanting more to God. In fact, I'll be honest with you. If you're not a believer in here, there's something looking for God. And what happens is the devil starts to put the other things in our place to try to, try to satisfy that thirst. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll do this over here. I'll do this over here. And it never satisfies. But there's a thirsting in you. So if anyone thirsts, that's the condition. Anyone thirsts, it will be given to you. And the action that we need to take is to drink. 
So what I'm asking you as as the body of Christ here at Cornerstone Church is to take a drink. To pursue Him and take a drink. Anyone. And there's no thought here that Jesus has implied in any way of that I I have to earn it or I have to merit it in any way. It is given freely if you thirst. You don't have to make yourself right. You don't have to know enough. You just come and drink. That's all that is applied here. That's all it is. And see, since your spirit man inside of you has been born again, it thirsts for God. It desires that. And you may not feel like it. Listen, there's times I don't feel like it. I don't want to read the Bible sometimes. I'm tired of it. Don't look at me like that. Sometimes I don't want to worship. Sometimes I don't want to pray. I just don't want to do it. When my wife and I are in a fight, I don't want to pray. She says, let's pray. I don't want to pray. I'll pray for you. (laughs) Guys, please don't take my example. But that's why we're, we're driven anyway. We all have thirst for stuff. But the enemy in our own selfishness, our own flesh, perverts that. But really, the only thing that's going to satisfy is him. See, there's a thirst inside of you. And you may be sitting there and thinking, I don't know, there's a thirst in me. Trust me, there's a thirst in you. The second thing that I want you to understand about thirsting is that the human spirit has that thirst. We know he's not talking about, Jesus is not talking about physical thirst here. But what he's saying is that the spirit man, the real you inside of you. See, when you got saved, that became born again. Your flesh didn't, your mind, will, emotions didn't, but your spirit man became alive. And that within you is thirsting for something. See, when you go without water in your physical body, you thirst for it. You'll do anything to get get it. And when you go without God and your spiritual man, it's thirsty. See, your body was made to live on water, but your spirit man, the real you, was made to live on God. That's the only thing that will satisfy inside. See, the most important thing you need to know about yourself is that you were made to live on God. You have a spirit. And that is... The you that's really inside of you, that's the real you. It's not your body, but your spirit. And if it does not drink from the greatness, from the power, from the passion, from the, from the love, from the holiness, from the justice of God, it will die. When we deprive our spirit, man, listen to this, from receiving that living water from the Holy Spirit, then... It becomes weak. And guess what becomes strong? Your flesh, your mind, will, and emotions. That's what becomes strong. And your spirit man will not dominate you. Now, all of us probably know this in some way. We have ups and downs in our life as a Christian sometimes, right? And I'm not talking about the circumstances. I'm talking about your desire. Sometimes you're excited about God, aren't you? How many guys understand that? Raise your hand. But sometimes you're not. 
Sometimes you're excited. Sometimes you're not. Well, I believe that's not the Lord. I believe the Lord wants us continually go up towards him. But what happens is, is when we come down and we get off that excitement, what happens is we're probably not feeding our spirit man. And it should be an alarm to you that something's wrong. How many's ever been sick before? How many's ever had the flu? You did not want to eat a thing, did you? You know, six, seven years ago when I got sick, um, I, went, I went for about five or six months, four or five months, I think it was. From, well, it was from March to July without hardly eating. I lost a lot of weight, almost died. Um, listen, I know something about me now. When I refuse to have a cheeseburger, there's something wrong with me. There's something desperately wrong with me. And so and the thing about it is, is that I was not, I was not, I had to force to live. I had to force myself to eat. I was nauseated by even shows on TV that had food on it. You know, when that hamburger goes by in the commercial, I, I couldn't, I had to shut the TV off. I love cooking shows. I couldn't watch cooking shows because it was, it was nauseated to me. I was nauseated. But I had to force myself to eat. I knew I did in order to live. And see, that's the thing about that. And brings me to my third point is that in thirsting, only Jesus satisfies. And so even at the times that I don't want to read the Bible or I don't want to pray or I don't want to worship or I don't even want to come to church. And I heard that preacher before. That's me. I force myself to read. Say, Sean, well, that's not very spiritual. It's more spiritual than you know. Because when I start to force myself to read the Word, and I start to force myself to pray, what may start in the natural will end up in the Spirit. And I'll start drinking from that well again. And I start desiring that even more. Listen, I'm no different than you are. I have those ebbs and flows. I, I, I sometimes don't want to pray. I'd rather watch a movie. Sometimes I don't want to worship. Sometimes I want to read the Word, but that's, that's, a, that's a signal to me that if I'd rather, if I had the, had the option of praying and reading the word of worshiping or just watching TV for no reason. That's a signal to me there's something wrong inside and that I need to choose what I know is right because I don't want to deprive of what my spirit needs because this is what will happen. If I deprive my spirit on what it needs, then I give permission for my flesh to rule. I give permission for my mind to wander, and I give permission for myself to sin. John, it's just watching TV. Yeah, but that's where it continues at. And I deprive my spirit man, the food, the strength, the ability it needs to control my flesh and my mind, will, and emotions and be the dominant person in my life. Because... That's all that matters. So I need to force myself to do that. You know, I, um, 
you know, I've lost a lot of weight anyway for, on purpose this time, not because I was dying. But um, I had to drink a lot of water. But I'm a, I'm a big Coca-Cola fan. I love Coke. I mean, I, I drink Coke for a morning. I used to drink it all day long, but it, it puts on 50 pounds like that, you know. But I hate water. I, I never liked water. don't like water at all. And, uh, but um, the more I found myself drinking water, because you know you have to drink half your body weight. I mean, in ounces, not, not in pounds. But um, I think I might not made myself clear in first service now. But anyway, half your body weight in ounces. So if you, if you weigh you know, 200 pounds, you've got to drink 100 ounces in water a day. That means you're pretty much at the toilet all day long. But I found myself, I'm saying, there's just no way I can do that. No way. And so, but I'm trying. I said, I need to lose weight. And I'm trying. And so I start drinking water. Hate it. I want a Coke. I'm eating seafood or Mexican. I need a Coke. Or hamburgers, whatever it was, I need a Coke. But I start drinking water and I'm thinking, I start desiring water. I love water now. I mean, I, I crave water. Isn't that silly? What well, is to me, but I like it. I mean, I still crave Coke, don't get me wrong. I didn't do away with the craving, but I, I actually like water. This is probably two weeks old, but I like water. <laughs> it's the same, same thing with the Lord. You start to desire the Lord more. Matthew 5, 6 says this. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. How many of you guys want to be blessed? That's blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Look what it says in the Message Bible. The message says, you're, you're blessed when you worked up a good appetite for God. That tells me something, that it's a choice that I work it up. He's food and drink in the best meal you will ever eat. I'll be blessed when I work up that. I love that. So what do I need to do? Here's two things. Number one, you need to pay the price. Now, it doesn't sound like fun, but that's what you need to do. Pay the price and you will reap a reward. So when you feel like you got a choice to watch TV or to pray, I want to watch TV. Well, no, just pray. Doesn't mean you can't watch your show later. You have DVR. But pray. Um, when I was youth pastor, my assistant had his disciples do this. You do not eat physical food until you read the Bible and you pray. Before breakfast, before lunch, or before dinner. I love that. But you pay the price. You take that charge and you start pursuing God. Become a true worshiper and a person of prayer and the person of the word. Do it in private and then allow the Lord to show you so many things and start gaining that. 
And you can be sitting there and reading and say, man, I don't understand anything that I'm reading. That's okay. Keep on. It's because God's going to show you something. God's going to show you something great. And this is what I do. Number two, when I get into that, that funk of not wanting to, I go in my basement and I cry out to the Lord. I yell, I scream, I say, God, why am I like this right now? I get desperate for Him. I choose, I will not leave this place until I get a breakthrough. I get desperate. Pay the price and get desperate. Cry out to Him. Say, God, God I'm, I'm going to put my flesh into submission. I'm going to do what it takes because I know there's something wrong within me. And I want it taken care of. I've given control to something else in my life that should never have control. I'm going to give you control now. Amen? So let's do this. Let's take some time, church. You know, starting summer, kids are out of school. You go on vacations, you're going to go to the lake, you're going to do some things, but take some time. And let's start pursuing God. Let's pursue an encounter and then filling with the Holy Spirit. And this is what we're doing as elders. This is what we're doing with our leaders, our small group leaders, and our ministry leaders. And I want us as a whole body to do the same thing, to pursue God in everything we do. And don't let excuses stop us. Well, I'm too busy. Well, probably not. Listen, this is what is needed for you and I to fulfill the plan of God in our life, for us to see that abundant life in Him is to press in and press through and watch God move. Amen? Can you imagine what God's going to do in you throughout this summer as we do this? As we just pursue Him more and go after Him more? And that might mean that you're going to take, if you're only spending five minutes in prayer and studying the Word, you're going to do ten minutes. You're just going to make that extra effort to to go after God. You're going to make that extra effort in corporate worship. Maybe you only you never raise your hand, so you're going to start. You're here, then you're going to go here. Whatever it is, you're going to you're going to press in more to the Lord and watch Holy Spirit do some awesome things in your life. You guys ready for that? Because I believe that's going to happen. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Let's just pray. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just give this to you. And Father, I thank you as we start pursuing you, God. We start pursuing what you have for us, what you desire of us, that God, we're going to give you everything, that maybe we'll start in the flesh, and maybe God, right now, we don't feel like it. Maybe we're not in the place of wanting to even do that, but there's something in us, maybe even small, that says, yes, Lord. And so, Father God, right now, we're going to just obey you. No matter how we feel, no matter what we desire, we're going to obey you by faith. And that, Father God, you're going to bless us because your word says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. And so, Father, we just thank you, God, because we want to be filled with you. We want to have those encounters with you privately and corporately. In Jesus' name. And so we commit that to you. So right now where you're at, just commit that to the Lord. Say, God, yes, I'm 
I want to pursue you more. I want more of you. I'm going to take this time and just go after you in some way, little bit by little bit or a lot by lot, whatever you've given me. I don't want to be like I am any longer. I want to be like you in Jesus' name. Look at me for a minute. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not satisfied with where I am with God. I know there's more. I know there's more. And I want more. I mean, I look out into the world and the world needs to see Jesus through me. Not that I'm the Savior of the world, but He is. And He needs to see it, you know, Blue Springs and Green Valley and Lee Summit and Independence and Kansas City. He needs to see that from us. That, man, you know, I want more. I just want more of God. I want more of His Word. I want more of His passion. I want more of His power. I just want more. Amen. So let's go on that journey together. Amen. And let's just start that together. Now, in your bulletin is some notes that I didn't write any notes because I didn't know what I was going to go over today. But on the back of it is some questions. We do these every, every day, every week. They're called Digging Deeper. And I want you to dig deeper, whether it's in your small group or in your, um, uh, just your quiet time. Just read over these and ask the Lord to help you answer these questions. And just talk and write these things down and kind of meditate. That means to chew on those questions, okay? And start to do that. And as we go through this series of pursuing God, let's, uh, let's see that happen even more. Amen? Let's see our times of corporate worship just increase. Our times of the Word increase. And see God really move. Amen? Come on, give Him praise. He's worthy. Amen? Welcome Bill as he closes out today.